The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now here's a question. Can a substance found in magic mushrooms alleviate depression? I'm joined by Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, you know, we've heard of people taking magic mushrooms and coming to a bad end because they throw themselves off things and all of that. So uh, who's doing this work? Well, there was always evidence, Pat, that things like magic mushrooms or the peyote cactus, remember that thing in America, yeah. you know, could help people with depression strains and it was always questioned and the safety issues were worried. And now a trial has been done, Pat, with psilocybin, the stuff that's in mushrooms, and lo and behold, big effect on severe depression, especially depression that doesn't respond to other therapies. So it's causing big excitement. Okay. Now, psilocybin, when I was in the States years and years ago uh, doing the master's degree, psilocybin was one of the street dr- drugs that was generally available at the festival and so on. So it has been synthesised. It has. It can be purified from this special mushroom species you see and has the same psychedelic effects as LSD for example. And again they would have noticed even in the 60s beneficial effects but as you said it's dangerous as well so clearly it has to be monitored very carefully. So a proper trial was done 22 centres so it's pretty elaborate. A third of people responded very well to people with severe depression who didn't respond to any other therapy. So again it's a hope for people yeah. with very severe depression I guess is what this trial, trial is concluding. Now um, when you're doing a trial like this what do you do to stop people people having a bad trip? Well, it's very carefully done, first of all. They wore masks, there was calming music, you know. A therapist was in the room with them. One of the people on the trial had a very bad trip, had to be given sedatives, hence we've got to be careful. Some had severe headaches, so there were some consequences. So they're monitored very closely. Six hours is how long it lasts. And then they measure their depression rates over the next few weeks. And incredibly, Pat, in 20% of people, it persisted for 12 weeks, the beneficial effect. And these people had severe depression for, for years, really. And this is the first time ever they felt relief from yeah. this depression. And secondly, then there was therapy done the next day. A therapist spoke to them, and a week later there was a therapist as well. So it was very carefully done, basically, to make sure everything was above board. Yeah. Now they're quite sure that it wasn't the therapist having the beneficial effect rather than the drug. The great thing is it was dose dependent, so they gave three separate doses. The highest dose, there's a good phrase, but for this trial, the highest dose worked best. You know, and again, yeah. you know there's something going on if the lower doses don't work, and the control group, the placebo. Yeah. Now the placebo will, in any depression trial, there's always a placebo effect because you're helping people people by talking to them. You know. So but they was, had no effect at all with chatting to the therapist? There was a slight effect, but it was three times better in the high-dose group. And then you know from those numbers then that the drug itself is responsible for these benefits. Now, do they understand what's happening? Because the, the idea that you might be more open to talk therapy having had a, a dose of psilocybin. Yeah, they do. So, so they scan the brains, very importantly, but as a proper MRI scanning is done. And what they've noticed with LSD, which I remember is a synthetic form of these drugs anyway, the brain wiring changes and different parts of the brain connect up, which otherwise wouldn't be connected. That's what these drugs seem to do. One consequence is hallucination. The second, as you say, is the brain is now more maybe accessible in a strange way and maybe responds better to therapy. So that's, that's the first thing they've noticed with these drugs. The target is known, but it's called 5-HT2A, by the way. That's the protein in the brain that these things activate and that's well well characterised by so a lot, a lot is known about the underlying mechanisms really you know? yeah I remember years ago interviewing a Professor Chambers from Trinity College uh, in, in Dublin uh, I presume he was in your department he, he, I knew him very well but he's a, he's a lo- lovely fellow and actually. He, he had been working on LSD and I, I remember he told me and I've never forgotten this that um, he was wearing the rubber gloves or whatever yeah. and unfortunately 
the molecule got through the gloves so he had to double glove from then on to he, avoid he, going on a trip in the lab but he claimed that but maybe to- I'm not saying <laughs> but he was a lovely he was a toxicologist but his area was poisons and of course these things at high dose can be extremely poisonous the irony was he also looked after a wine cellar it was paradoxical <laughs> a, a poison guy looks after but Philip worked on these these plants many many people worked on them just to ask well, what, what's going on with these very strange substances you see so Philip was a real pioneer in that regard now psilocybin being at the subject of this test but there's also work on the aforementioned LSD there is and it's funny how things happen at the same time but this study was published about three weeks ago right a second big study just came out of taking LSD not, not, not literally taking it out yourself making derivatives that might have the same effects as say psilocybin but not the hallucinogenic effects and that could be the way forward they managed to make that took 75 million compounds if you can believe it made ones that did the same thing to 5-HT2A in the brain but didn't have the psychedelic effects and yet could have the antidepressant effects and so we might have an even safer way to do this I guess and again that's causing so, excitement So when they have 75 million molecules what did they do is it a kind of an AI It was AI yeah they knew the target this 5-HT2A protein they could model it you know binding the molecules found one that could bind in a different way to the others and it was only in mice I must admit it was tested in mice they can measure the mice having a trip strangely by the brain activity and they can measure depression and lo and behold there was an antidepressant effect without the psychedelic effects and now of course it'll be in humans next and they'll do a phase yeah. one and all the safety things so that's causing great excitement Yeah the, the, the mice having a trip is intriguing like did they go up to the cat and say hey buddy <laughs> Exactly how do you know the mice is, <laughs> mouse is high Yeah that's the question but if some way are measuring it yeah, Exactly um, Before you go Luke um, the, some older people uh, confess to having a lack of appetite yeah. which is not good because uh, uh, you know you should have a certain amount of flesh in your bones when you get older because if you come uh, afflicted or diseased by something you need reserves so there's yep. a study going to be done it's a great study but Helen Roach in UCD who I've known for a number of years is a very well known metabolic nutritionist if you will they're recruiting anybody over 70 who's having trouble eating and issues with diet can contact Helen that's called appetite at ucd.ie is the email address Helen wants to recruit people over 70 onto trials to improve their nutrition their exercise so it's a, it's a nutritionally focused study so it's well worth doing if you're over 70 and you're having trouble eating so basically t- contact Helen Roach in UCD appetite at ucd.ie so that means peace is broken out between the two universities. Oh, it always was there. Oh, very much so. Yes, we, we love each other really, you know. <laughs> Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much to, uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.